creeped out. Uh-huh. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Sad Friends. It's been a fucking, fucking fun night. It's Miranda. And Allie. And welcome back. It's only taken us uh, 30 or so minutes to figure out how to set up today. A fucking Teams account. We went you. through how many Teams accounts to finally get it to work? Fucking hell, bro. But we're here. We're here. And in the midst of this, I forgot to bring something to the table. Like, I didn't even plan. So on top of this Wait. already taking forever, I have no content. You know what, though? Um, <laughs> I might. I oh, think okay, I, okay. I, I took a photo of something and I felt like it was for it was for this Miranda's in to save the day. Oh, fuck. That's a lot of pressure. Never mind. Mm. We've really given up on bringing something to the table, eh? Should we just address that? I I think that's fair. I, I think I think that's like a sometimes thing now. Yeah. 14 weeks in and we gave up on consistency. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went pretty good. Yeah, okay, 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 pretty okay. good. You're just aimlessly scrolling <laughs> and I think you should just give up. You obviously don't have anything. I just I screenshot a lot of shit. Miranda has all the receipts. I mm, I do. I really do. Hear that, bitch? <laughs> don't make me tinkle. <laughs> okay. I've got nothing to bring, so I'll just ask what I normally do. Allie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm looking forward to next week being a short week. We're closed Friday, and then we're going... Um, having fishbowl drinks yes so we're gonna go gonna see our friends yeah it's gonna be fun and boy toy and boy toy can <laughs> never forget boy toy i'm literally so excited <laughs> um uh, uno reverse how are you feeling how am i feeling i've been really tired work's been crazy it's been customer appreciation weeks so i'm kind of fucking tired oh, but yeah, it's probably been hella busy it's been hella busy but it's been fun it's uh it's nice to get out of the house yeah um, too bad it's snowing again yeah what the fuck is up with that yeah, it's supposed to snow all week this week, on and off, before Great. we get back to warm weather. Because mm. last week we had up to 15. Yeah, last like week that. was beautiful. I was wearing sandals. It was a good time. Yeah. And I now. was not allowed to wear sandals yet. My mom deemed that do you inappropriate. Remember when you, so. Do you remember when you came to my house with those, those ugly ass In those sneakers? fucking yes. shoes and I pissed myself on your in your foyer? Yes, I know. I told you she wouldn't let me walk out with sandals. I love Lisa. Yeah, so do I. She's really funny. Yeah, she is. Um, Yeah. Here today's, we are. Today's going to be an exciting episode. We're, we're doing cryptids. Yes, we're doing cryptids. And, and Allie's going like first, and I get to see her fucking terrifying. Now um, that we got teams to screen share. Holy fuck, just getting you into You should teams. be so proud that I worked on this uh, yesterday and finished it today, because I'm good at procrastinating. I didn't want to do this. Yeah, I'm actually glad that you did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a good one. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It doesn't beat your school project one, but you know, I'm here. Thank know. God I'm not being graded. I feel like, oh, well, now you are. No! <laughs> Take that back. I don't want to grade graded. you. I'm going to grade you on a percentile. On a percentile? Mm. Oh, man, but I put swear words in here. Well, then you get, like, bonus marks. I get bonus marks? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We're at fun school. There we go. All right. There we go. Ahem. Ahem. So for my presentation today on Krypton, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm bringing... Um, Indrid Cold or aka the Smiling Man. Which looks terrifying. We're going to also make sure to add photos to this. Yeah, so you can see what exactly we're talking about. Because I have like sketches up here mm. and pictures, but obviously listeners won't be able to see. But you can. Yeah. You want to describe the picture I have up to them? Um, It looks like... Okay, so it's a sketch artist that was done in 1966, it says. Yeah. Um, he has this really... He's dead eyes, for one. Slick back hair um has the heart-shaped 
uh, hairline, slender man, wearing a checkered shirt with what looks like to be a trailblazer coat. Um, he has a smile similar to like Joker, but eyes similar to Jeffrey Dahmer. Y- you know what? That was an accurate description. Oh, all right. I'll give you full marks on Thank that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Now, slide number two. It flipped. Did you see that? Oh. <laughs> so who is Indrid Cold or the Smiley Man? So mainly located in West Virginia. Um, he was seen in the 60s, often after UFO activity, sometimes after Men in Black sightings. Oh. And one claim specifically said that he was seen after poltergeist activities. But that was really only the main one with poltergeist. Ew, Everything else is so... alien related. Oh, that is so creepy. Interesting. Interesting. Jesus. Men in Black. Yes, I know. Okay. It was great. Every time I researched them, I said, don't come to my house. This is just for shits and giggles. This is just for shits and giggles. We don't, we, we don't think the that universe. they're real. Exactly. We I, don't think that they're real. We don't acknowledge that they're anything more than just a movie. Correct. And just like hearsay. Which I said a hundred times while I was typing. Do even not, in my head. Yeah. Even in my head. I was don't like, believe. Never. Real. Never. Exactly. have never once thought that they were Please a real Please don't thing. show up on my street. <laughs> Description and appearance. Over six feet, usually tan, humanoid, small eyes, but spaced far apart. Mm. Some often even said like beady eyes, sometimes not having a nose or hair. Oh. When he does appear with hair, it is long and slicked back, mm. uh, always black hair. He has a variety of suit colors, not normally worn, like very out of place. Like it's like metallic colors greens blues things like that and he has a long and wide grin and large teeth which yeah. is the eeriest part that to this fellow who is not real correct don't come to my house correct oh here he is again we're back to uh the three main sightings oh. so this is sighting one so this is october 16th 1966 um the first like documented and released sighting of the, si- the smiling man Two boys, James and Martin, saw the figure standing by a fence while walking home. They described him as wearing a metal green suit and had a lack of features such as a nose. And I believe they said they couldn't see any ears on him either. Mm, Okay. He was staring directly at them with that huge plastering grin he has. The man smiled and then chased after them until the boys were able to get away. Um, And UFO sightings were reported before and after these boys saw them. So predatory behavior. Correct. Interesting. Don't show up at my street, though. No, and this is a you. quote um, from a later interview. Jimmy nudged me, so this is Martin, and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around and there he was, behind that fence just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. Ew. And then I have another sketch up here. And I think they blackened half the face just to give the idea that like there might not have been like a full nose because mm. the boys said they couldn't see one. Mm-hmm. So this was the first um reported and as i go on like the reports are far in between because a lot of them aren't being released mm-hmm. okay now this one came up after um like a while after the october 16th came out and years went by people found out that there was an october 11th case in 1966 and it was before james and martin okay two other teenagers saw the grinning man their names haven't been released Days later, the teams came to report what they saw because he was also just standing there grinning at them and they thought it was odd and they like ran away. They were interviewed separate um, and they had identical descriptions to James and Martin before they those two came in. That's creepy. And the same night on October 11th, 
near an explosives factory, a police officer reported seeing a blurry white car fly over the hills and vanish. What the hell? So, a lot of alien-like tendencies. Yeah. Thus far. Okay. Thus far. Uh, sighting two. One, the other main one. Mm-hmm. October. No, October. Look at me go screen up my own presentation. <laughs> uh, okay. So, November 2nd, 1966. The second uh, sighting of the Smiley Man. So, Woodrow uh, Derenberger. I believe that's how you pronounce your last name, was driving on his way home on Interstate 77 until he heard a crash. So he stopped driving, and then an unidentified vehicle appeared in front of his truck. But he later went on to say it more like landed in front of his truck. Okay. Darren Berger said the man came out of a hatch and walked over. So not a door. A hatch. A hatch. Keyword mm. a hatch. Um to this day, he can't give an accurate description of what the car actually looked like because it didn't really look like a car, but it sounded like one. Um, the man came out of the hatch, knocked on the window, and asked him to roll it down. Derenberger, for some reason, did let it down. Oh! So, God bless you, sir. He uh, described him as having slightly elongated eyes with a wide, creepy grin. He d- described him as wearing a blue metallic uniform, which was shiny and glistening. Darren um, said the man was talking to him like telepathically, like asking a lot of questions that way. And there were questions regarding the human race. And he mentioned he would visit Woodrow again, but that visit hasn't occurred again, to my knowledge. The man also introduced himself as Indrid Gold. This is the first time this man actually has a name or named himself. Later on, Derenberger revealed that Indrid Gold said he was from the planet Lanilos in the galaxy of Genomeds. I don't know if any of that has been discovered yet. If that's an actual galaxy that we know about yet. Um, I decided I didn't want the men in black to appear because they're not real. Yes. And I didn't want that search to be hypothetically in my history. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So after talking, Intred went back to the mysterious uh, vehicle and disappeared. Um, Woodrow himself thought his own experiences were outlandish, but after talking to community members... In Point Pleasant, he realized too many people have seen this man and have had similar encounters for it to be ignored. And also around this time, people were saying that there were two more similar men named Demo Hassan and Carlo and Carl Ardo. But there's like no reports of those two. So I don't know if it's community like hearsay. Right. But the main reports reported are just about injured cold, a.k.a. the smiley man. Okay. Um, oh, that the f- fucking face. <laughs> the face, eh? Um, this is the final major sighting that was released to the public. Point Pleasant, uh, 1966, the Lily family. After Derenberger's experience, but in the same community. So it happened after uh, November 2nd. Um, they had already reported poltergeist activity before the sighting of the Smiley Man. Uh, poltergeist activities such as diamond lights floating all around their house in a variety of different colors like it'd be like blue red and green lights just all over and sparkling and pedazzling everywhere and one night their daughter linda woke up to the man over her and then she hid under her blankets but then later ran out when he disappeared screaming to her parents bedroom and she quoted as saying 
It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around to the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked up again, he was gone. What the fuck? And that's when she just ran. Right. So either he is related to Poltergeist 2 or was their house an alien base? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. All hypothetical. All hypotheticals. All hypotheticals. Now, some undetermined evidence. Theories, coincidences. Who knows? Who knows? This is New Jersey. So Mm. between... 1966 and 1967 there were sightings in new jersey but these sightings had to do with several reports of a giant prowler with a fixed grin in provincetown mass was this the smiling man or an unknown individual like none of that has been confirmed they so this was sorry this was in provincetown massachusetts yes okay but it has the same consistency of this as the smiling man in west virginia but no one can provide evidence that it's someone different or the same person. And it's the same sighting as someone in New Jersey. Yes. Interesting. Now the Mothman becomes involved. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes. Wait. Even the, as I quote down here, even the Mothman is involved. Wait. <laughs> so the Mothman was also seen in Point Pleasant from November 15th, 1966 to December 15th. 1967 during this time there were sightings of the smiling man never seen at the same location if so it hasn't been reported but are they related some speculate the the smiling man was a police officer from another planet trying to catch the mothman (laughs) hypothetically (gasps) okay did both or did both want to warn about the bridge collapse the silver bridge the one you know, do you know about the Mothman? Yeah. I figured a lot of people know about the Mothman, so I didn't put specific details under there. Mothman but he basically, my favorite. Um, was seen after, like, before the community was terrified of him, but then went that he was just trying to protect them from the bridge fall that ended up, did like, it did collapse. And my last point, uh, what the fuck is going on in Point Pleasant? Can anyone tell me? Uh, poltergeist activity alien smiling man mothman i'm not going to point pleasant oh really because i was gonna say it sounds like you and i need to go venture there once absolutely the not uh, as quoted what the fuck is going on in point pleasant once the bridge uh, the international uh borders open yeah i don't know about all that now the other occurrences um with the very little released official reports in the span of 20 years only a few reports have been released to the public one being december 3rd 1979 in Italy involving a night watchman who claimed he was abducted by the grinning man. Funny thing is, I tried to research that more and that is all you get. <laughs> so that was great. Okay. In uh, the 1980s, doesn't give you specific dates, a Kentucky woman uh, who claimed to have seen the grinning man. That's it. The third occurring in 2009 near Roswell, New Mexico, a man claimed to have seen a bald grinning man who stood more than six feet tall and was wearing a sparkling green jacket. He didn't stop his car, but drove by the grinning man on on into town where he was told he just missed a UFO. So another UFO thing is happening and the grinning man has appeared. With these released experiences, this is the most info I can find on each that is consistent. That doesn't change through blogs and like historic sites and everything like that. That is the most realistic, like consistent info I can get. And all those newly released um, occurrences with the 
the smiling man okay. or Indrid, Indrid cold. Oh, continue. Look at me. I forgot I wrote this in. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we do know. Before and after UFO sightings, the smiling man has been seen. He has also been seen before and after men in black encounters, but not together. He's never seen right under a UFO. And are you okay? Men in black. Who? Uh, exactly. No, we don't know. And he's never seen with like men in black. Like he's like his own odd okay. individual. And predominantly mostly in 1966, maybe 1967 if he was in New Jersey too. Don't really know. And with Mothman. And, but there's no official reports documented with names um, about in like West Virginia. So I think a lot of the reports that are residents are talking to each other, but no one actually went to the police and submitted it. Or if they did, the police stations aren't releasing it. Which wouldn't be the first. Because there's only those couple cases in the 60s that were released a couple years later about it. And now it's a lot of talking through West Virginia and like stories between community members. But there's not like concrete other other things that I could bring. Because apparently we're not talking about it. That's fine. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, no. Men in black who? Exactly. Um, now, where does this lead? Is he an alien? Just a weird guy with poor social skills? Space police? I, space cowboy is probably my favorite. Is he friends with Mothman? That is Are they working together? That's my first favorite. The fact that him and Mothman may be like secret agents together. You know what? Like that'd be pretty cool. I'd watch that movie. I would too. Um, some argued he was mentally ill and just in the right spots at the right time. Fair. And reports are sparse or are they just not being released? And I bring forth the what do you think segment. <laughs> so, Miranda. <laughs> As it says here in bold letters. What, what do, you, do think? you think? Now, do you think possibly, let me bring it back. Okay. He's the space police. <laughs> <laughs> because by far, that was my favorite thing to read on, that he was policing UFOs as an agent from his planet and trying to get UFOs to go back to where they needed to be. That was one of my favorite conspiracies. But my other second one has to be Mothman Buddies. I, I definitely think he is probably an alien, if aliens exist, but they probably don't. Right? Right. Right, exactly. Right. As okay. As someone wait, wait, let me bring it back. So what do you think? <laughs> it's the animation <laughs> of the piece of paper flying away from me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, as someone who has had a UFO experience Hypothetically. Um, I'm gonna go on the record and say yeah, sure, sure, hypothetically. Yeah, it's sure. Did I see a UFO as an un un unidentified? It was sure unidentified object. Sure, I did see a UFO. Whether it was alien or not, mm-hmm. But did I see a UFO? Yes. And that did happen in the summer with my ex-fiance many, many years ago. Um, what do I think? What do you think on all the information? I could go back slides if you want me to no, re-go um, something. No, his face alone is is enough for me to understand why you had to stop doing this at night. Yes, thank you. Thank uh, you. Because yeah. that is very creepy. He is, yeah. Um, being friends with Mothman came out so fucking left field that that is probably my number one favorite um, possibility. Well, they were in the same town, often seen right after each like other. Like, that, that's just not coincidental. 
At you know some what? point, it, that's not a coincidence anymore. Okay, here, there are two things in this world that's not coincidental. The fact that Mothman and Ingrid were seen in the same place together and the fact that our ex-best friend messaged me on my birthday. That is that is concrete. That is two things that, just, that, that are not coincidental. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um... I think it's totally like within the realm of possibility because I'm open to the idea of like anything being anything. Yeah. That he may work for an alliance that does not exist. Maybe. Now, do you think he's malicious? Because from my reports, he just seems out of place and creepy. But no one has said he's been malicious. It's like Mothman. He looks abnormal. Yeah, like... It's but you people, know, I don't know about that poltergeist story. That gives me weird vibes. It, okay, the fact that a little girl was like... but Okay, but here's the thing. People that look nice tend to not be nice. And people that look mean tend to actually be nice. That's things that I've learned in life. Is it? So, Ingrid, don't pull up anytime soon. Yeah, like, this is all hypothetical because I don't want to... But I, am I on your side? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is that out of fear? Who don't knows? Don't call me for the galactic invasion, though. Like, I don't know nothing about this. Oh, no, for the galactic <laughs> invasion, bet. No. Ingrid, I'm on your side. Listen... You better phrase this very carefully because yeah. we both know people are listening. <laughs> so you better add another hypothetical. So hypothetically, there we go. If there were a um, galaxy war, I would not be on the side of Ingrid. I would never choose to help him. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i would i'm never doing an alien conspiracy again i'm so stressed <laughs> and i would by no means um go t- on his ship and go back to his planet to help him um you know take the best of the best by no means would i ever do that there we go not not a chance and uh will i take a signature from mothman yeah i take mothman merch but i mean ingrid listen men in black just that that shit terrifies Ex- me. All Men in Black legitimately terrifies me. I know me. The, it's like, a concept. The, the amount of occurrences that, and the people that go missing. That just so terif- we're absolutely just, uh, terrifying. But Mothman, I'd be friends with Mothman. I'd be friends with Mothman hypothetically. Hypothetically, so obviously he's not real. No, of course not. <laughs> not at all. You know what else isn't real? The ghosts in this house. Do you remember when we said when we, when we were talking? We about said how- Catholicism. We were talking That's about how in the next the last one. Yeah, we were talking about how Catholicism is a cult, and then we heard the loud fucking bang, and then we said that's it, and we said, "Oh, we're gonna change that topic." Yes, was that was on the recording that's gonna be coming out soon? Exactly, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Fuck that's man. like the actual drunk one. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Well. Um. In my conclusion, I think that. Uh, since this is not real, I'm going with an unreal scenario that he is an alien. And maybe doing research and maybe was looking for the Mothman. If. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I now, can't stress that enough. You're under my window right now. I'm. Why do you think I'm yelling hypothetically so fucking loud? Do you, like, what would you. <laughs> what would I do? Because, like, I would. Like, all you'd see is me is get up and go. I, you know what? I would just. That'd be <laughs> it. Which. <laughs> no. Ain't no way. Would you just. It wouldn't like, even be fun. It wouldn't even be fun for them. I'd just be like, yeah. Then wait, like that'd be it. I just turn over like I do with the ghosts in this house. <laughs> you can't see me if I don't see you. Literally, my my strategy plan. Well, Ali, that was um, uh, that brings mine to an end. That was very well done. Oh, thank you. Good job. Thank you. Look at me go. Now, um, are you sharing yours up here? Or are you just reading it off. I'm gonna share mine. Okay. Okay. Oh, nice. there I have it up. Okay. All right, you can see it. Yep. Okay. So, 
I'm doing... By the way, we both picked things that hypothetically I would never want to see in real life. Oh, I would never... I would never want to square up with what I'm about to say. Exactly. Um, because in true... Like, so I'm doing mine on the Wendigo, which in um, indigenous folklore or indigenous lore... Even just saying the name. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're not even supposed to say the name. Yeah. Just, and I know you're not supposed to whistle at night either. Yes. Um, but just saying the name is a good way to invoke it, which is why my windows are closed. For multiple reasons. For multiple, multiple reasons. Hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> um, so Wendigo, it's also known as like, I don't know, there's like a good 30 different names for it. But they typically are a Wendigo, Wittigo, Windigo, and Weetigo. And they're giant, monstrous, man-made giants that either look like they're coated in ice or made from ice. So really common. A lot of people get Wendigo and Skinwalkers confused. They think they're the same thing. So like in the States, there's like Skinwalker Canyon. Yeah. Skinwalkers are very different than Wendigos, um, which I found out just by doing this because I thought that they were the same thing. And aren't so, Skinwalkers, don't they have fur? I, I don't know. I can't confirm nor deny. But I know that in the game Until Dawn, which was my first um, occurrence to the, like, was my first time being introduced to the information, a lot of what Until Dawn was representing to me looked more like a skin, uh, a skinwalker than a Wendigo. But in the game, it's referenced as a Wendigo. Oh, okay. Um, so their name, which is roughly translated, means the evil spirit that devours mankind. Nice. Yep. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. So the Algonquin described it as a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice and its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. Yes, nothing that you want to see. Uh, no, I think that's fair. So the Ojibwe describe it as a large creature, as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath has a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. Yes. Um, and this is one of the photos of a Wendigo in like there's like I, I have a I've included a lot of different um different ways that the Wendigo has been like seen to appear based on different regions in indigenous and recollections, yeah. Yeah. So like the Algonquin and the Ojibwe, while they're very similar. Um, do have very different interpretations of a Wendigo. However, there are standard characteristics. Over 15 feet tall, glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, overly long tongue, gray or yellow skin, or, or fully matted hair, known to be a perfect hunter and possibly control the weather through magic, which I found really interesting. Are these the ones that can mimic voice? I think. I don't are remember. Are the voices of family members calling you through the forest? I don't remember that. Um, but there are signs that you're turning into a Wendigo, which is poor appetite, nausea and vomiting, delusions of being transformed into a Wendigo, see people around you as edible, and fear of becoming a cannibal. Um, like, do you think, like, cannibals, when they die, they get reincarnated as Wendigos? Actually, you we, we do discuss how a, win a Wendigo does turn into oh, a Wendigo. Okay. So this is their origin story. So they are affiliated with, the Chip with Chippewa, Ottawa, Algonquin, uh, Potawatomi tribe. And because of their icy exterior, they're said to be found within Canada and a few of the U.S. states. So typically within colder regions. Okay. Uh, this is another uh Yeah, this one style. looks uh, very different from the first picture. Yeah. 
Uh, so the tale speaks that the Wendigo was once a lost hunter, and during a vicious winter, his intense hunger drove him into cannibalism. And then after feasting on human flesh, he transformed into a man beast searching for more people to eat. And Are those antlers on him in this photo? Yeah, so actually okay. a lot of sightings of Wendigos, they do have um, antlers. So it was said that, like, so the origin is that it was a human that was once frozen. Um, so like where you find the heart was a human that's frozen inside. And in order to actually kill a Wendigo, you have to kill the human inside. So you have to aim for the heart. Yeah, like you have to go Which for I'm the sure heart. is really easy on a 15-foot creature. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> and then that, like, there are a few legends where the human inside was successfully rescued, but um, the story typically goes that once a, once a person is possessed by a Wendigo spirit, the only way to be freed is by death, which sucks. So there's a book. Um, it's called The Legends of the Nahani Valley. It's written by um, Basil H. Johnston. He is a indigenous author and ethnographer, and he described the Wendigo as such. The Wendigo was jaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out over its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into the sockets, the Wendigo looked like a jaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh the wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption great so be mindful of why they're saying corruption because we're gonna go into the like the lore of the wendigo which is probably like obviously i know a little bit of this lore and i think i know what that means but i'm interested to see it in full depth yeah it's it's really this took so much research i remember i did this research fucking like eight eight hours of just reading different different links and i think in total i have like 17 references oh wow like i went fucking ham <clears throat> wendigo psychosis this is my favorite part okay so wendigo psychosis is actually was classified as a mental illness that forms as a hunger of human flesh so wendigo psychosis before european settlers came and decided to fuck shit up Everyone had as their they own, did, yeah. Right. Everyone had their own form of healing and their own form of doctoring and their own form of um, you know, diagnosing. So this was in this was, you know, just before the time uh you know, Europeans came and fucked shit up. But in eighteen seventy nine, a man named Swift Runner, he was a member of a Cree tribe, ate his whole family while living within forty kilometers of their nearest supply post. And he eventually confessed and he was executed at Fort Saskatchewan. They went on a, if I'm correct, a few days of a run after him to find him because he devoured his whole family. Uh, and then another story was from when this is when missionaries started coming to uh, to these locations. So J.E. Sandin, he was an oblate missionary. He was the first to coin the term in 1920 while working in a Cree community west of James Bay. So he met a woman who had claimed that she saw two strangers that wanted to kill and devour her. And then he then stated that the woman suffered from psychoneurosis, which is a mental disorder categorized from depression and anxiety. So right from the get-go, he said, oh, you're fucking crazy? Yeah, he already stigmatized. He said, yeah. And over time, that became known as Wendigo psychosis because they were classifying individuals who were like, oh, they're afraid of this beast and they're calling it the Wendigo. So it's Wendigo psychosis. Like they were just making them like they were again, they were just really not listening to what people were saying. 
and of like yeah you know you know how white people are unfortunately yeah this is another representation of the wendigo which is you see a lot in like the game uh until dawn so it decreased as the as indigenous communities came into greater contact with western ideologies um, so the Wendigo psychosis served as a quote-unquote classic example of culture-bound psycho, uh, psychopathology for almost half a century among northern Algonquins. So then we get into the symbolism of like what the Wendigo uh, really represents. So it talks, the symbolism around the Wendigo is more about its beliefs, way of life, social structures, and like traditions from those that tell the story. It really serves like as an important reminder of the value of community. So most importantly, when those are left outside of their community. So most Wendigo stories start with an individual or small group trapped in the wild without food for an extended duration of uh, time and they're alone and they're cold. This is probably my favorite representation of the Wendigo. It looks like a tarot card. Mm-hmm. It looks really interesting. The art style is beautiful. So they're legendary at representing greed as many indigenous cultures talk about the importance of sharing. So mm-hmm. in the wild... Um, human survival is, is dependent upon communal cooperation and sharing food and possessions. And those who refuse to share local resources, especially in the crucial times, were casted as a monster. So the Chippewa people who committed sins, such as like selfishness, gluttony, or cannibalism, are turned into Wendigos as their punishment. So that- This is what I remember. I remember reading Wendigos before, and I remember this aspect of it. Right. So let me get into modern day. So we live in Northern Ontario, and- People still, like in today's society, the Wendigo is still seen as a representation of greed displayed in capitalism, or sorry, in capitalism. Um, but the Wendigo also serves as a metaphor for the injustice of the residential schools, the 60s scoop, and the restriction of rights in the Indian Act. So again, being from uh, Northern Ontario, we are actually right beside, like maybe like eight hours away from the Manitoban border, um, which is right near Kenora. So Kenora, Ontario is listed as um, the Wendigo capital of the world. Of the world. So like oh. truckers, traders. So another place I'm not going to, that and Point Pleasant? <laughs> Point Pleasant and Kenora. So if you go, um, if you get to Kenora and you start going north to like Northern Ontario, and I have the coordinates um, on my phone, uh, there is a cave called the Cave of Wendigos which is said to be where a lot of them stay. And right. trackers, now, traders... Why would people <laughs> venture down and test this out is what I don't understand. I mean... Just let it be. A lot of truck drivers who are driving through, who are driving through the Trans-Canada Highway and they're passing Kenora and they start getting to like maybe a few hours before Kenora and a few hours after Kenora, they, they are stated that they're spotting Wendigos in the forest. Maybe it's a breeding ground. That would. But you know what you should do? Mind your business. That would fuck me up. Yeah. I would never. That's that's why I'm looking away. I would Helen Keller it. Yes. Blind, Uh, deaf, and mute it. A hundred percent. Oh. So, if you see on the map, the blue map, the blue pin is uh, Kenora, and the the gray pin is the Cave of Wendigo. So it's not an easy trek there. No, I don't know why you'd ever want to. I mean, God bless. So um, I, I left it off with quite the quote. I said, real or fake, the story of the Wendigo will go on for years, serving a stark reminder that giving into greed is giving into the monster within. I got an A plus on this assignment. I got perfect. I believe you. It's very good. It's very good. Oh, yeah. Um, however, I did not get to end it the way 
Uh, you ended it. Oh, okay. I had 17. Just kidding. I had five references. <laughs> wow. I included one of my references under a photo because I could not be bothered to summarize one thing because they put it perfectly so under it in like red fine print is a i love that is a reference i love that yeah so my references one of them came from um all that's interesting this cannibalistic monster from native american lore will haunt your dreams i don't like when people use the word native like we really not um culturally appropriate we use the word indigenous um another reference came from the book Wendigo Psychosis the Anatomy of Emic Etic Confusion. Don't hear we use Abishnabe. Um or Abishnabe. Anish- An- Anishinabe? Yeah. Sorry. I don't truly know if that is I like- remember when I this is when I went to school though my teacher who taught um introduction to his like aboriginal In- history yeah. and, um that's what uh she preferred Anishinaabe. that over native or indigenous okay and i don't know if maybe that was just her preference or the tribe's preference so i that's why i'm just asking i'm not really sure um so my teacher last semester told us that um we don't say native and we don't say indian and the only time that we oh, say I that definitely is when that, we're yeah. referring when we're referencing the indian act okay and how fucked up it is correct yes um but that indigenous is a good blanket term and that when you start talking about specific tribes, you go into the name of said tribe. So, for example, growing up, I was always told that I was part of the Ojibwe tribe. But then this summer, like that our family's Ojibwe. But this summer, I started realizing that my family, like the origin of my mom, because it comes it's on my mom's side, that the origin. And um, if you look at the map of Canada in uh in terms of treat like the treaty map we're actually from the algonquin reservation so we're not um so like my my family doesn't come from ojibwe we were algonquin okay but we know more of that information if my mother wasn't adopted out of the family right yeah because we don't have any of those there wouldn't be any records no but her um her parents um had their card they were they are indigenous but we don't know anything else because my mother was adopted out by her cousin. <laughs> right. Okay. And he doesn't know anything. But yeah, I know that I'm, I am indigenous. I just don't know anything about my family. You have to do some deep digging. But even then, sometimes records are burned. Well, yeah. I mean, look what happened with the 60 scoop. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the Wendigo. Um, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um hypothetically hypothetically it's probably real i i believe that if you put enough thought into something it can manifest yeah and based on culture like indigenous is such like um spiritual and very rich very rich exactly and it's like a core belief because that has like a lot of stories tied to it like with greed and like suffering and all of that I feel like it's 100% possible. Mm. I don't doubt it. Um, I love reading stories online about people's sightings of it where they don't die. Um, <laughs> they but again, don't. I think they're referencing Skinwalker. Um, but I don't know the origin and like what makes a Skinwalker a Skinwalker and the differences between them and I a think Wendigo. they're similar. I think I they're de- similar. I'm, why don't we just Google it right now quick? Um. um oh... So what I, okay, wow. So what I thought was a skinwalker was not at all what I thought was a skinwalker. So this. That's the Wendigo, yeah. Yeah, that's the Wendigo, and this is a skinwalker. 
So Skinwalker transforms. See, this would terrify me. This thing here. So like a Skinwalker can transform into an... Oh, so a Skinwalker can transform into an animal form that kind of looks like a Wendigo. Okay. But it's not? Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. So a Skinwalker... Yeah, because there's like Skinwalker Ranch, the TV show. Um, so they can they can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. And the term is never used for healers. Thank you, Linguini, for being so fucking loud right now. <laughs> um, so apparently it's not very well understood outside of Navajo culture, mostly due to reluctance to discuss the subject with outsiders. Right. They are reluctant. So like not the Navajo, Navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or discuss it among those they don't trust, which I understand. Yes, 100%. Um, so like Navajo witches, including skinwalkers, represent the antithesis of Navajo cultural values. So while community healers and cultural workers are known as medicine men and women or by other positives nurturing items in the local indigenous language, witches are seen as evil performing twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic and the pervasion of good work medicine people traditionally perform. So if I'm understanding correctly, just based on this very quick wiki search that is not really giving enough. Well, it's much kept within the culture, which I understand. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm not giving, I'm not giving this, like the war a good, a, you know what I mean? Like how I did the Wendigo because I did it for a project. So if I was able to do more information, I would be able to explain this, it better. This wiki page is also not very long. Very that. So it's just very from, simple down because I think this is all we actually like. Right. So what's just from available. what I'm understanding, it's it's uh, a skinwalker is a witch it is a Navajo specific witch. And they are using so they're not healers. They're not like medicine men or medicine women. Um, interesting. All things I would not want to become in contact would with. Would never square up with. Exactly. And I say pull up a lot. Yeah, for real. And I am tapping out. <laughs> so this was this was the first representation that I've seen of a Wendigo in the game Until Dawn. And this is what I mean where I feel like they look like a skinwalker. Like, I don't think that they were talking about... I think it's just like a westernized version. Yeah, because that... Because it doesn't really... Like, from the project of your descriptions of... Um, this is not what a It does not yeah. look at all... Like a Wendigo. No, this looks more like a skinwalker. Or the represent- But not even because even the transformation of a skinwalker looks more animalistic and that looks like humanoid. This looks humanoid, but they did say that the skinwalker has been known to walk on all fours. That was just very briefly from what I read on the wiki. But this is not what but oh no, but I do understand because they did say that the Wendigo was jaunt and skeleton like gray body. It's like they took aspects from both and just combined it. And just combined it. So it's kinda it. like neither. Yeah. Until Dawn was a great game, though. I'm really excited to play it again. Okay. So that concludes our presentation. Um, is there anything that you want to end this podcast with? Is there any sort of thing you want to bring else to the table? Um, we've never done this type before. Well, yeah, we've never done uh, a cryptid episode before. Maybe next time we'll do, like, lighthearted cryptids. <laughs> we'll do, like, cute and fluffy cryptids. Cute and fluffy. Um something i kind of want to do vampires honestly oh that'd be fun because there's so much folklore in that i'd love to do mothman you know what's funny i almost did i was gonna i was thinking about doing that would have been so funny that would have been hilarious and his buddy the mothman hypothetically oh 
Wouldn't that be so... Okay, who who are you? Smiling Man or Mothman? Well, I already did the Smiling Man, so I have to be him. So you're... Okay, I'm Mothman. Yes. You're Mothman. <sighs> <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Because we don't want any of that smoke. No. I'll just take the vape smoke. We are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's take a vape hit. Oh, yeah. We are. There we go. Nice. 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 We did it. We did it. I I think it was spooky and lighthearted enough. So, spooky, ooky, uh, kooky. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun. It was, it was, when yeah. you brought Mothman in, I shut the bed. I could tell by your face that you did not expect that to did turn that way. Did not expect Mothman. But when you're going into the theories of it, all the theories were left field. Like, yeah. there's literally pages on, like, like, Reddit and other sites like that and, like, conspiracy blogs and cryptid blogs about the smiling man being a space police officer. And people are given detailed ideas of why and of why which you, is wild do you think space police officers are as corrupt as police officers on earth um i don't know but i'd be interested to know if they have their own form of a cab yeah space cab i was like, just gonna say space cab because like it's still a cab if still, yes 100 percent. a cab all the way um i don't know because we don't know anything about no. any of that fair and, like i think in between all the drama happening in the U.S., the FBI just released that UFOs are real, and that and everyone skipped is, by it because everything else was happening. And that manifestation is a thing. Yeah. Um, so we have that documentation, but yeah, nothing really else to go on. <laughs> so it could all be possible hypothetically. Hypothetically, correct. That is correct. Correct. Um, but I am gonna go with that. I think they were just buddies, like two bros Pro- chilling in a hot tub, five feet, feet apart because they're, they're not gay. gay. Yes. I I think I think you'd have to. They're in the same area. Yeah. Um. Did you even swear in your presentation? I did. You did not remember the part where I said, "What the fuck is going on in Point Pleasant?" Oh yes, that is correct. Okay. That's what I said. I at the end of the Mothman one, I said, "What the fuck is happening here?" And you're telling me you don't want to go to Point Pleasant? No, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to go there or Kenora. Oh my god, that's off the table. Oh, that's. Fuck. Off, I will not even go on the border. <laughs> New Jersey's looking a little weird now with that prowler well, that was there. Ha- New Jersey has the, the, the Jersey Devil. I was going to do that one too. The Jersey Devil. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought about doing that one because it had that, um, oh, it started in the 1700s, 1800s where someone had a child in the thunderstorm and they bl- and uh, stories tell that the child was deformed. Was super deformed. Yes. Yeah. But then I read later recollections that it said the child grew to age 12 and then started being deformed. Ooh. So there's like different reports. I was actually going to do that one. I had both the smiling man up and that one. And coincidentally, mm-hmm. as I was reading, I was reading about um, the connection between New Jersey and the smiling man. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll just do that one then. Because okay. it already has a little bit of New Jersey in it. Another one that I'd like to do is the handcuff man. Oh yeah, that was a fucked up one. Isn't there a glove man too? Yes, the glove there is, man. Isn't there? I think glove man was more recent though. Oh, okay. the handcuff man happened like I want to say in the nineteen like hundred, like maybe nineteen. Oh, back in the day. Yeah, I don't remember the specific dates, but the handcuff man was fucked up. And we gotta start doing our true crime soon. That is true. Maybe that will be something that we do. Uh, yeah, we'll do the we'll next do, time we'll, or we'll, we'll do those like every four weeks as a good refresher. Oh, okay. It's a good refresher. A good. Palate it was a little uh, random throw in. 
It is, but it's fun. We yeah, so to, you know, this is a this get is, to learn something new about something terrifying. This is like, a who buffet. doesn't like that? This is a buffet podcast. <laughs> we give you a little bit of everything. <laughs> just a little bit of spice. You every want some time drama? You it's like on your TikTok for you page. You want drama? Welcome to the drama podcast. You want a little bit of mental health and reassurance and love? Welcome, baby. Do you want something spooky? We're here. Ooky and kooky. <laughs> We're here. We're here. We got it. Yeah, you want to laugh and to the point where you almost piss yourself? <laughs> we're here. <laughs> Which we do frequently. I don't think we did it this time, but you know, it's always on the table. We were doing it before the recording. Cause That's because we're having a breakdown because yeah. we could not get this to work. Oh, I'm going to bring something to the table. Oh, here, here we, go. we go. Fucking tell me why Alessandra's boyfriend spilled coffee <laughs> on my brand new pillows that Allie and Jeff bought me for my birthday. Um because your rat linguini bit a hole in it and jeffrey did not think the hole was that big and just put the cup behind him and proceeded to soak his entire right ass cheek but the thing is that he was so absorbed in the game y'all are playing the forest yeah that he didn't even realize like it it wasn't even on his radar so mad because that's how hyper focused he was on the game i I guess what i could i I couldn't even be truly mad at him because it was an accident fair so I wasn't truly mad at him, but I was more like it was at eleven thirty at night. You yelled at him to wash the pillow. When in the I sink. can't go downstairs to do laundry because I am afraid <gasps> of downstairs. Of downstairs, how I used to sleep down there. Listen, I I hate downstairs. I fucking hate downstairs. But the main thing is the pillows smell better now. Well, yeah, they're clean. They're clean. Um, uh, your bed's clean. It's fine, you know. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah nothing is completely ruined no it's okay messes can be cleaned up there we go yeah yay Yay. all right guys oh wait we had an email to read (gasps) oh Oh. before we uh speak that if everyone wants to send us an email about any other monsters or cryptids you want to see yes that'd be good we'll take recommendations you know like we always say at the end if you've got anything you want to say we have an email and uh we sure do let me go find it. Look at you coming in clutch. Look at me sometimes remembering. All right. <clears throat> so I know this is from my cousin, Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Okay. I'm going to face you for this because I haven't read it yet. You haven't read it yet? No, it's, I want it to be a surprise for both of us. Okay. <clears throat> she said, weird fact, when I was little... I thought dicks had hair right to the tip. When people asked me if I wanted my future man to shave, uh, I said yes. Because I couldn't see... Is this like see... how you thought nipples regrow? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes because I couldn't see how sex would work otherwise. I didn't know it didn't go up the whole penis. In terms of friend breakup, I hooked up two of my sad single friends a few years ago thinking they'd what be, an intro go amanda thinking they'd be a good match and they both decided they didn't like me <laughs> <laughs> oh damn what a left field wait the who? what kind of ride am i on who the who am i on a, amanda who am i screwing up with amanda tell me them okay wait hold up what the oh hold up um and they both decided they didn't like me and then fucking dropped off the planet and also didn't respond to my invites to my wedding in which one of them was supposed to be in the wedding originally. Oh, I know who it is. 
I've been married almost three years and literally haven't seen them since. I don't hold grudges because it's not worth my time, but I don't think I could ever be their friend again. Don't. I don't think it's forgivable. It's what not. What do you think? I've heard they're happy, so I'm happy for them. Just wish they were nicer to me in the pro- process. Love you too. Um, Amanda, I will square up with them. Yes, we'll square up, but definitely <sighs> don't be friends with them again. No. Don't go down that train if they're willing to drop you so easy. Um, imagine like coming together and being like, oh, we fucking hate you. And I then couldn't. you're like, but then again, we were friends. But so <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. Um, but it's no, not worth it's, the it's energy. It's not worth being their worth friend. It. That's so fucky. If they're not even gonna come to your wedding, d- don't even tiptoe on the idea. No, that is they're some not gonna bullshit. do nothing for you then. No, yeah, that's bullshit. Fuck them. If anything, you dodged a bullet. Yeah, you really did. It, they could have dipped in in the middle of the wedding. In the middle of the wedding. You know, you never know what people are going to do. No. Um, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll say something nice. What? Um, I'm really sorry you went through that. That is very shitty. Oh, well, well yes. Like, yes. That, that does suck, and it does it does feel like shit. Um, but don't forget that you're a bad bitch. Uh-huh. You are that bitch. Mm-hmm. You you're also a sad bitch, like us. Yeah. We're sad bitches. We're two sad friends. Um, but yeah, you don't need that shit in your you life. You do not Fuck need that. it. Mourn it, and then let it go. Yeah, honestly. Because you're pretty fucking rad and you make bomb ass food. She made me food for my birthday. It was pretty oh, nice. Oh, did she? Awesome. Delicious. Yeah. I oh. see her food on Facebook all the time. It looks yeah, good. it's so fucking bomb. Mm. She's a great chef. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> that's on record. That one's not, ha- not ha- hypothetical. Oh, that's strawberry vape. <laughs> oh, no. Throw that one out. It's gross. It's so gross. It's awful. Let me take it in my vanilla cream. I did that once uh, with the red line and strawberry. I was heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, strawberry. She's <laughs> nasty. Oh, not good. We're not getting that one again. <sighs> no. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, is there anything else you want to bring? Uh, anything else I want to bring about anything? Anything at all? Anything at all? Oh wow! Any- it's free rain. It's free rain. Ah, oh, you know what? If I didn't have to pee so bad, maybe I'd have a thought in my head. That's fair. We can wrap it up. But I'm literally about to pee my pants. All right. I'll do this very quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, Don't forget to check out our Instagram. Do we update it at all? Of course not. But we do have a TikTok now uh, at Two Sad Friends Podcast. Um, But don't forget to check out our Instagram at Two Sad Friends Podcast. Even though we don't update it, she just said. (laughs) what i should have brought something but, to the table this is awful but, 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 but uh we do have a link a little link tree you can go ahead and click it. it brings you to our website go ahead click the three little lines it brings you to our contact page do you have any cryptid stories you want to hear yes any recommendations what do you think about amanda's fucking piece of shit friends i'm gonna call it their piece of shit they're not even friends they're not even friends what do you think about amanda's piece of shit people there we go fuck yes. them right yes, exactly tell us your scary stories have you seen ingrid have you seen Mothman? Would you if fuck you have, Mothman? it's hypothetical. What? Would you fuck <laughs> <laughs> The men in black just turning around. <laughs> like, nah, they're fucking weird. Go <laughs> <laughs> Listen, would you fuck Mothman? No. Oh, good. But how am I going to know that? You got to send that email in. What? I'm going to say for the record. To what all- the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> to all the listeners who don't email us the answer to would you fuck mothman i'm going to put you on the yes side of it until you tell us otherwise oh they have to prove it now they have to prove it prove to me that you wouldn't fuck mothman 
Why do you want to fuck Mothman? I don't want to fuck Mothman. Really? Because you're advocating for it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by fucking Mothman. But Ingrid, I mean, if he just put a paper bag over him, he is tall. Okay, listen here. Daddy Ingrid. He's going to show up with a paper. I bet this man would. So don't if, be saying shit like that. Ingrid pulled up with a paper bag, I'd make it for you or me. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulled out two. <laughs> we don't look at each other. <laughs> he's just telepathically telling me this now he's turning the corner he's like he's <laughs> like i'm fucking out <laughs> all right guys well thank you again so much for listening it's miranda and Allie, and stay sad friends always so sad <laughs>